Blog Talk Radio. How would you like to get the inside scoop on the secret sauce of show business? Imagine being ahead of the pack when it comes to knowing how to land that part you crave in that film, play, or TV program. Listen to the Inside Acting Radio Show hosted by William Powell, the king of D.C. media, at blogtalkradio.com. Search Inside Acting. Hey, good evening, dear listeners. Welcome to this fantastic episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. I'm going to be talking to actor and uh, modeling guru uh, Aaron Marcus tonight. Now, Aaron has uh, been a full-time actor and commercial model for over three decades, and they've actually cast him in over 1,200 TV and radio commercials, corporate films, feature films, television shows, and even print ads. Now, along with uh, Aaron's acting and modeling work, he is also uh, America's premier acting and commercial modeling career coach. Way back in 1984, when he was a full-time student, uh, he began working as an actor and a commercial model part-time. And then, actually, he started out knowing nothing about uh, much about the industry or anybody in it, but uh, he taught himself how to become an actor and commercial model completely on his own. Basically learned through trial and error without having a mentor to guide him. And he's uh, learned that having success can be a long, hard, and expensive process, but hopefully tonight he's going to share uh, with us uh, some of his uh, wisdom. And I see that Aaron is on the line. I'm going to bring him on the air in about five seconds. I see he's on the line now. Good evening, Aaron. Hey, William. Hi. It's so nice to be with you again. Yes, likewise, likewise, and Happy New Year. You too. Excellent, excellent. So I want to talk about uh, three things that uh, actors can do to increase their chances of booking an audition. Okay, well, let's see. Do we have six hours for a workshop? (laughs) (laughs) Just hit the highlights. Okay, so... Uh, number one, the most important thing is being prepared. And what I mean by being prepared, to make it more specific, if you are auditioning for a TV show, make sure you watch the show. Make sure you're familiar with the type of show it is. Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Um, How do people talk on the show? There are some shows where people are just talking very quickly. Some shows, it's much more laid back. Certainly know all the main characters of the show. If you go to an audition and the casting director says, well, do you have any uh, questions for me? And you say, yeah, I'm I'm reading uh, with this guy, Mike. And, And so who exactly is Mike? And Mike is the lead of the show. You're not getting the job because you're going to be viewed as a lazy actor. So, um... Be really familiar with the show. Now, when you are auditioning for a feature film, it's a little bit more complicated because you can't watch it. It hasn't been shot yet. So what you always want to do is go to imdb.com, Internet Movie Database, and search the director. 
and find out what kind of projects the director has done. And then you can just go to YouTube and watch some clips, and it will give you a sense of the style of the director, and that might be very helpful to you. Um, the other thing, too, is always make your decision about your character uh, in a definitive way. I know sometimes uh, their actor, because I do a lot of private online mentoring, and so if I'm helping somebody before an audition, sometimes people will say, well, you know, I'm not sure what the casting director is looking for, and, and I don't want to make a mistake and take the character in the wrong direction. So I think I'm just going to kind of play it safe a little bit and never play things safe. Always make a, a decision as to who you believe this character is. Now, it might be wrong. It might not be what they're looking for, and that's okay. The most important part of your audition has nothing to do with your skills as an actor. It's your look. And, and like, I don't want people to get the wrong impression saying, well, you know, if you've got the right look, you've got the job. No, you've got to be really talented, too. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't look right for the part, you're, you're not going to get it unless you are a movie star. So for somebody like me and for people who've never seen me, if you, if you go to my website, howtoactamodel.com, you'll see pictures of me. You'll see I am never going to get cast as the head of a motorcycle gang. Uh, that's just not my look. You know, I'm the regular guy. And so I, I'm going to be brought in. Not to say there aren't some exceptions to the rule, but pretty much for the roles that are right for me. So go in there, and you make the decision about the character. If it's not uh, heading in the right direction, uh, as long as it's interesting and you give um, a believable read, it sounds conversational, if the casting director likes what he or she is seeing, then they should give you a little bit more information so that you have a better sense of what's going on. And then you can do something uh, differently at that point. And, and, and I know you didn't ask about this, but I'm on a roll here. Sometimes actors think when a director says to them, uh, okay, um, I'll tell you what, why don't you try it a different way this time? Uh, maybe you know the character is not quite as anxious as, as you're thinking. Sometimes actors freak out and they think the casting director doesn't like them, doesn't like um, their performance. Look, it's just the opposite. A casting director is not going to waste their time uh, asking you to read again unless they really like what, what you did. And so they understand that sometimes we have limited amounts of information you know, for the audition. And sometimes, this has happened to me, where – I'm asked to read things uh, with with a slightly different different uh, type of um, uh, performance, and what the interesting thing was after getting some direction, as it turns out, it was really my initial audition was what they wanted me to do on the set. They just wanted to see if I could take direction and make make changes. So being prepared. Going in and making definitive decisions is crucial. And I'll tell you something else that I think is really important. You asked for three things uh, that will help your chances of booking the job. The other thing, too, is when you are – actually, I'm going to add one more. I'm going to say four things. The uh, third okay. thing is 
no matter what you did during the audition, whether you thought you were horrible, whether you thought you just goofed it up, you just didn't connect, no matter what, you walk out of the audition like it was the greatest performance of your life. And the reason why you want to do that, sometimes actors want to let the casting director know, like, this was just a bad day. I'm I'm sorry, sir. I, I know it wasn't very good. Don't ever apologize because they might have seen something really interesting in what you did. And, yeah, maybe you made some mistakes. Maybe you goofed up on a few words. If you walk out of there like it was a wonderful audition, then it's going to leave them the impression, oh, yeah, well, this was actually it was pretty good. Yeah, there were some mistakes, but it's just an audition. You know, you're going to shoot it 20 times on the set anyway. But if you if you go out, you know, kind of crawling out on your hands and knees, they're going to, yeah, maybe it really wasn't so good. Fourth thing, and, and it was so funny that you asked about this because just today I sent out uh, an email to everybody on my email list. I created a video. Uh, basically, it's, it's uh, ways to slate that will transform your audition. A lot of times people don't really think about the slate as being a part of yeah. your audition. It's a crucial part of your audition. And there are there – are, and once again, I don't, I don't want to go into – we don't have that much time to go into a whole uh, discussion about slating. But there are a couple different ways of doing it. Some people go in in character and slate that way. Some people will – Slate, and this is what I do. I slate as myself in a nice, warm, friendly, approachable kind of way. Somebody you like, somebody you want to spend a couple of weeks with on a set, and then I'll take a slight moment, get into character, and boom! Now they see an acting uh, performance happening, and, and I think that's that's helpful. Look, other people have really great success doing it the other way. And one little trick with slating, I will share with everybody, and I think this is really cool. I just started doing this about a year ago, and I really like it. So if I am auditioning uh -huh. for uh, Dr. Barnes, you know, typically people will say, "Oh, hi, I'm Aaron Marcus. I'm reading for the role of Dr. Barnes." I don't do that anymore. Hi, I'm Aaron Marcus. I'm Dr. Barnes. I am that character. Nice. I'm not reading for the role of the character. Nice. I am that character. And I think it's a really powerful message. It's a subliminal message, but it's a nice message that you're getting across to people as they're watching it. So those are some of the many, many things that you can do to help increase your chances of booking the job. Man, that's, that's nice. That, that's high-level game right there. So talk a little bit about uh... – what does it mean when an actor gets pinned? Oh, cool. So, um, fortunately and unfortunately, I was just in that situation. So, typically what will happen is, uh, so, well, let me just tell you a specific example. So, I uh, was in New York auditioning for a new ABC show and uh, did the read. Uh, I happened to like it, but, you know, the funny thing is, and once again, everybody has their own approach to doing this, my approach is I never think I'm going to get the job. And it's not, it's not like I'm a negative guy. I just know the chances of booking a job are really slim. You know, they're seeing lots of different people, and then a lot of people have to say, you are the right person for this role. I can tell you, for House of Cards, um, I auditioned, it took me 15 auditions before booking yeah. role. It, it just so happens it was a reoccurring role, which was great, but it was 15 auditions over two years. So I go into audition for every audition. I'm not even thinking about booking a job. I'm going in 
thinking that I'm going to have a good time. That's that's my goal. That's my number one goal. It's not getting the job. So did this read. I liked it. Um, walked out, and I'm heading back because I live in Maryland, and I'm heading back to Maryland, and I get uh, an email from the agent saying, oh, hey, congratulations, you got pinned. And this was like two hours after the audition, uh, which was kind of surprising to me. So being pinned, uh, it's not like being you know going steady in high school or something. Uh, being pinned means that the casting director liked what you did and production liked what you did. You are far away from booking the job. Essentially, it's kind of like, look, we really like what you did. Please hold these dates for us because these are the dates that we could be shooting. Now, I would never just hold those dates and lose a definite booking. If something else comes up for me during those dates where I'm pinned, either I, if I didn't go through an agent, but most of the time for these things, uh, I pretty much always go through an agent. I'll contact the agent and you know, just say, look, as you know, I'm pinned for these dates. I just got an offer for, for this job, or it might even just be an audition. Um, could you find out uh, what's going on? So basically, after the casting director, production, they agree that they want to pin you, then it has to go to the networks, and then the networks decide on who they're going to book. Then I got unpinned. So, and, and just so people know the process, um, so for there's a, um, a feature film that's going to be coming out. I'm assuming it's going to come out in 2020. It was written and directed by John Stewart, who uh, he, you know had The Daily Show starring Steve Carell. It's a, it sounds like a really interesting seems like a really interesting film. So I auditioned in Atlanta for that, and the Atlanta casting director uh, submitted me as her number one choice for this role. The L.A. casting director submitted uh, her number one choice, and then the New York casting director submitted, and I keep saying her. I don't know who the casting directors were for New York and L.A. Maybe it's a guy. I don't know. But in either case, it came down out of all the people who actually read, it came down to three. Uh, each casting director from the different cities where they were auditioning, they all sent their number one choice. And then, you know, directors, uh, director, producers, they make final decisions. So for that one, uh, I did wind up getting it. But it's, it's, it's hard. You know, it, it's, the reality is it's hard booking a job. And, and that's why no matter what the job is, whether it's a very small job, it uh, doesn't make any difference to me. I, I always get very, very excited booking a job. Well, in my experience, like they either wanted you or, or they didn't. Basically, that's what it comes down to. So <laughs> that's the way to look at it. You never, so, you just never know. Look, you know, sometimes people could get hired because they remind, uh, they remind the you know, director is reminded of his wife who he loves. You might not get the part because you remind the director of his ex-wife <laughs> who he can't stand, and and that and I'm not even being silly. I mean, I've heard yeah. of those things happening. And and once again, I just want to make it really clear. Clear, look, you've got to be really skilled. Uh, you know, you're not going to get hired, you know, because you remind right. somebody, yeah, you know, of something right, exactly. because there's too much money at stake. But but sometimes it can come down to crazy crazy reasons. Yeah, there you go. In a given day, you, you know, but you got to have the basic skills, though. So now, what's a huge actor resume mistake? 
Sure. Well, there, there are a lot of mistakes that I, that I see on people's resumes. And once again, th- those are some of the things that I do when I'm helping people. Um, one of the things is don't put an age range. Some people will put their age or their age range. Don't do that. Look, let your photo sell you. You know, you, you could be 100 years old, but if you look, you know, 40, then let them make that decision because that could cut you out of certain jobs. They might say, yeah, he kind of looks right, but nah, he's too old for this. Never, ever, ever put your address on your resume, and I've seen that as well. First of all, you don't know who's going to get their hands on your resume, and I have heard of situations where you know somebody goes to an audition, they drop off a resume, and, and once again, in certain markets, it's really not done that much, but in some areas you will, and then it gets thrown away, and there are some crazy people who go around to trash cans of agents and casting directors or photographers, you know, just looking at composite sheets, and they see, you know, somebody's headshot, and they go, oh, that person's attractive, and now they've got your home address. So be really careful with that. Uh, as a matter of fact, something that you can do if you're interested, there's, uh, for people who aren't familiar with this, there's something called Google Voice. And if you go to uh, google.com slash voice, you can actually choose your own phone number. It's your own personal private phone number, and it's free. And what's really cool is you can uh, grab a phone number. You, you just have to put in your area code so they know what area code and phone number to give you for your area. And then you have any phone calls that are made to that Google Voice number forwarded to your cell phone if you want. And what's really neat is that your cell phone will ring differently if somebody uses the Google Voice uh, number. And so that way you know it's a business call. If if you don't answer it and they leave a message, you'll get it in a text format. So that's just a, a way that some people don't give out their personal uh, phone number to the world. I mean, certainly you're going to give it to your agent, but um, it's just another way of protecting, you know, protecting yourself a little bit. The other thing too is, uh, don't put anything that has to do with commercial modeling or any modeling. I've seen resumes, and they say, "Well, I did this fashion show, or I did this commercial modeling job." This is an acting resume, and if people see commercial modeling information or anything to do with modeling or pageant work, they're going to say, eh, it's a model. They can't act. So get rid of all of that stuff. Sometimes uh, in your special skills, uh, people will put things that they just shouldn't put in there, like great with babies, can speak in, uh, in front of large groups, uh, uh, love dogs, I've uh, got a 3.0 grade point average. Those things are irrelevant. Nobody cares. If you are an actor, you could absolutely be petrified of dogs. And if your character is a dog walker, uh, you know, assuming that, that you're very comfortable with dogs, then that's what you're going to do. If you're an actor, you don't have to say, I can speak in front of large groups. I mean, that's your job as an actor. And they don't care that you've got a 3.0 or, uh, you know, what you're doing in school. Now, certainly, if you are a minor, you've got to be doing well in school. But, um, you know, those kinds of things are just irrelevant. Um, and the other thing, too, is, and this is probably the biggest thing, don't lie. 
don't lie on your resume. And I know that sometimes people do. They think, well, I don't have that much to put in there. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to make up a play uh, that I did. Um, you know, who's going to know if I really did this play? And look, chances are probably nobody will. But but don't do that. It's not smart. It's not a good way to run your business or your life to be lying to people in the industry or just to the world. And um, the fact is, if you're just getting started, people understand you've got to start somewhere if you don't have that much information in there. And, and don't put down extra work and making it seem like it's principal work. It's so easy to be caught. You just go to IMDB and they'll see that you really were not in that project as a principal. And then anything else that you have on your resume is going to be suspect. Now, if you've done absolutely nothing, but you did one or two days of extra work, you know what? I would put that down, but make it clear that it's extra work. And the reason why I'm suggesting that is that way people will at least see, okay, the person's getting started. Okay, they've been on a set. You know, they know they know what's going on on a set. I think that would be helpful. But if you have any principal work, don't put extra work down there. Or, you know, when they say, you know, sometimes people will say featured. Well, featured, that, that means you're an extra. And being featured doesn't mean that you necessarily have any acting skills. So sometimes, it, but it's funny, sometimes your special skills are the things that can actually get you brought in for an audition. Maybe you do something unique. You know, maybe uh, you do dressage or maybe you skydive or maybe you can, you know, ride a motorcycle. Maybe you can contort your body and fit into a suitcase. Whatever it is, if it's something that's interesting, you speak a foreign language, you do martial arts, you play an instrument, put things in there that could make the life easier for a casting director to potentially bring you in. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, Aaron, we're down to about seven minutes, so i got two questions, and then we'll wrap up. So the first question is, uh, what actors to look for in a photographer? And then I want you to wrap up with uh, talking about your coaching and your workshops. Okay, sure. So if you, now are you talking about for a headshot photographer? Um, yeah, for headshot, or, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. if you want to get a headshot, so a bunch of things you want to be looking for. Certainly go to the photographer's website, take a look at their work before you would even consider the photographer. Um, and even if you don't know anything about photography, you, you can tell if a picture is talking to you, if the actor looks interesting, looks good. Is it in focus? You know, is there a bunch of junk in the background? Are there shadows on the person's face? Um, that certainly is one thing. If you can, and not all headshot photographers are willing to do this, but I would always at least ask and have them say no if they don't, I would try to set up an appointment and talk with them ahead of time. And I would ask the photographer, how, how do you see me being cast? You know, What kind of roles do you see me being uh, submitted for? That might be really helpful information for you. Because if you speak to a few photographers and you're constantly being told, yeah, you know, you, you look like you could be the doctor, you could be the lawyer, you're the professional, uh, you're the young dad, um, that will give you a really good indication. This is how you're being viewed in the world. Something else that I would want to do, um, I would 
really try to get a sense of, do I feel comfortable with the photographer? And I'm not saying they're going to do something crazy. I just mean, is this someone that you can relax with in front of a camera? I can tell you, doing headshots are very hard for actors. Uh, I, I always feel a lot of pressure doing a headshot. There's a lot at stake. And, and I think it, it might be interesting to hear from the photographer if you say, you know, I, I know I'm going to be really nervous and any suggestions. And listen to what the photographer has to say. And if for any reason you're feeling uncomfortable, you know, the, the, the photographer just talks to you in a way that it just doesn't, it doesn't help you. It makes you a little bit more uptight. That's prob- I don't care how great the photographer is. If you are feeling uncomfortable, the camera's going to pick that up. Um, certainly you want to know about prices. Um, you also want to find out uh, does their fee include a makeup artist and someone who will you know, do some basic hair work because everybody should have a makeup artist before a headshot session. Uh, and I would go with whoever the photographer recommends because that person's going to know what the photographer is looking for. Um, I would also uh, find out if you could, um, could you email uh, a bunch of different uh, types of wardrobe to the photographer ahead of time uh, just to see what the photographer thinks might be best. Certainly, you always want to bring a lot of different things, but instead of bringing 20 garment bags, maybe you can just bring one. The photographer is going to know about the background, um, you know, colors, maybe what brings out your eyes the most. I would also ask, are you going to be using a catch light um, during the shoot? Those are the little lights that go into your eyes. It just makes them look more alive, which are always really good. You also find out, are they going to shoot inside? Are they going to shoot outside? Um, you know, I prefer inside just because I have more control. My eyes don't kind of yeah. close a little bit because of the sun. Right. So there are a lot of different things, but and also try to get references. You know, speak to some of the other uh, actors who have worked with the photographer. Uh, but most importantly, go with your gut. You know, and if something just is not yeah. feeling quite right to you, trust it. Yeah, we're down to about two minutes, so talk about your coaching. Sure. So you can, if you go to my website, it's howtoactandmodel.com. It's all spelled out. You'll see um, I do a lot of online mentoring, and you can read about it uh, from the website. It's just howtoactandmodel.com forward slash mentoring program. Uh, I have a season pass membership. I do uh, interviews once a month, uh, record them, and uh, they're just really, really helpful uh, videos. You get all those free. We meet up once a month online. You can ask me any questions that you have. Also, check out my YouTube channel. Um, what you should really do is if you go to my website, you can sign up uh, free, and you'll get three videos that will also be great for you. And then I can send you information if I hear about any auditions in your area, any jobs. I can also send you the link for my YouTube channel. Actually, if you just go to Aaron Marcus on YouTube, it will probably take you to my old YouTube uh, channel. But on the old one, you'll see the link for the new one as well. And I do in-person workshops. Uh, I'll be heading to Ohio in a couple of weeks. I'll be heading to South Africa in March. And uh uh, L.A., actually, this Friday I'm heading to L.A. to do some workshops. And so, I mean, what I try to do is just I help other actors either break into the industry or for people who've already started, try, just try to help 
take them to the next level. And so those are always a lot of fun for me. Oh, and also I wrote a book, How to Become a Successful Actor and Model, which is great. You can read about it on Amazon or read about it on my website. That's fantastic. Well, Aaron, I really enjoyed this conversation. I definitely have to uh, have you on more often. Sounds great. Thank you for asking me. It was fun. Absolutely. Okay, Aaron, man, have a great night. You too. Bye. Okay. Okay, folks out there in Radio Land, remember to do something for your career every single day and break a leg. Good night. Under the dark, you pacify me. Hold my breath. Take me down, I won't fight. Beat on my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my dance Makes a sound no one can find 